0: Welcome to this, my first weekly squeak. I do hope that name doesn't sound too stupid, but kind of catchy, I suppose. It seems fitting that I start this new podcast, blog, opinion series, whatever it ends up being, with a roundup of 2015, a roundup of what brings me here, what makes me want to do this. Um, and clearing the decks for a fresh start in 2016 to talk about some maybe more current and, and meaningful things. But let's start with a yeah, wrapping up some loose ends. So it's going to be uh, regular, I hope weekly, hence the name. Otherwise, I'm um, not very accurate there. Uh, semi-random utterings, opinions, thoughts. Nothing particularly always connected in each episode anyway, but hopefully a thread of common uh, content and concepts throughout the the year of each week. So I guess 2015, well, that's been quite a year really, hasn't it? Uh, I guess I'm not really uh, qualified or informed enough to make any kind of in-depth analysis or opinion on a lot of events this year, but... I guess you know what I mean. I guess you know what I'm alluding to. And well, they haven't personally affected me, but they've affected me because I've been quite close to some of them and well, selfishly speaking, they could have affected me more directly. So, it's been an interesting year. Um, it's been a challenging year for Europe and the European dream. And I mean, I love the European dream, even though it's crazy and sometimes challenging and it has its problems and it has its flaws and there's plenty of room for improvement. But I've always considered myself a European citizen. I mean, I'm born in England, which has a kind of if-and-when-needed attitude with Europe, but I've always considered myself European, really. And living seven years in Australia didn't necessarily stop that. And I believe that it, even though it's a crazy dream, it's a dream that's worth pursuing in some way, in some shape, in some form. And seeing it sort of shaken so many times and chipped at so many times this year has been quite disheartening, and especially as it took me so long to come back again. It sort of feels like bad timing. But also living here in Berlin, which I guess to many, many would agree that it's, well, I'm not sure if you'd agree, but many might say that it's kind of heartland of the European ideal and certainly at the moment with someone like Merkel, it's... uh, kind of a political center of Europe I suppose some may not like that so another aspect I hope to talk about more in the future is I have a bit of a love of uh, history a bit of an amateur historian or at least a reader of history and this year has there's been a lot of conflict and conflicts have changed in recent history I suppose the shape of them but If you've ever read any history, it's sometimes sad that you see some of the same mistakes being repeated again and again and you just wish that other people would read history sometimes and learn from these mistakes. And I guess you look back through some of this history and see that some of the things we're now doing as a reaction to some of the things that that happened this year are likely to actually cause the same problems over and over again. And we seem to be stuck in this uh, constant cycle of conflict against seemingly intangible enemies the past couple of years and it's almost like we're looking, as soon as we've defeated in very very strong inverted commas one, we almost want another one. And I, I don't want to get into conspiracy theories but sometimes it just feels like this way of moving from the next one to the other is almost almost partially intentional sometimes. But that's getting into sketchy ground. So I might um, leave that one alone for now. So, and we'll see where 2016 goes with some of this, I suppose. And let's say I'm glad that 2015 is wrapping up. And to be perfectly honest with you, on a lot of these fronts, I doubt that 2016 will be any better on these fronts. In fact, it's likely to become stronger and grow in these directions but sometimes this artificial date that we're so fond of in the human race can provide a little sense of closure and you hope that the, the next year will be different well i guess wait and see anyway let's move on to uh, more esoteric and cheerful topics that uh, i just feel like bringing up in this end of year wrap-up no particular reason uh, Why? Just things that came to mind when I was putting this together. So first of all, I'm going to talk about Apple Music. It seems strange to move on to this sort of subject after the previous months, but anyway. So as a long-term wanderer of the world, digital nomad if you like, I've digitised a lot of my music, my CDs, some vinyl even, some cassette tapes, over 10 years ago uh, to MP3s, and I've never really looked back. So my musical ecosystem has pretty much always been iTunes and I know it has its flaws. Uh, I haven't ever really used its sort of synchronisation features to various iDevices that much in recent times, but, you know, it was always made to perform a lot of roles, which maybe not have been the best idea. But at the same time, whilst I understand its flaws, I've never really understood why so many other tech enthusiasts, especially tech journalists, have such a deep loathing of it. Um, And over the past couple of years, I started to look into various streaming services for discovering new music and also for just having an archive of some of that music that I'd ripped all those years ago and have continued to rip up until reasonably recently when I stopped buying CDs. And uh, this way of merging my kind of physical digital collection, if you like, MP3s, and then my non-physical digital music, which seems a strange thing to say, but it makes sense to me. So it was always a bit of a compromise trying to merge these two. I tried Spotify, um, but to get the experience that I wanted, uh at the time, seemed expensive, and the mobile experience for accessing some of my older music was always so-so. I then went through a period of using Google Play Music, which I quite liked, Uh, especially using an Android device. It worked really well, but um, I'm actually a bit old-fashioned when it comes to my desktop computer. I kind of like proper applications and having to use everything in the browser eh, didn't seem seem right to me. It didn't seem quite what I was looking for. So when Apple announced uh, their music service, it was pretty much what i have been waiting for, for for years. And the fact that they'd mentioned there might be an Android app as well, wow, well, that to me was perfect. So again, many tech enthusiasts and journalists have been really scathing of Apple Music. And, but I don't really see why, I mean. I'm not going to go as far as saying it was a dream realized because it's just a music service, not world peace. see previous subject. Um, yes, there are some flaws, and I've been using Apple products and services for long enough, since 96, 1996, to know that Apple has never really excelled at cloud services. Anyone who remembers iSync and things like that will know what I'm talking about. A lot of the issues that I initially had were resolved when they upped the song limit from 25,000 to 100,000, mainly because my existing music collection was just a shade over 26,000. So I couldn't add much to it, or I couldn't add anything to it. Uh, I get some occasional sync glitches between the Android app and the Mac applications. Sometimes I wonder if that's more to do with our internet than anything else, but it usually comes good eventually. But as a fairly casual... Music consumer, and I'm not particularly fussy about long constructed playlists or anything like that. It works pretty well for me. Um, it's given me everything that I've been looking for. I guess if I had two main issues I'd like to solve right now, most of them was, uh, relate to the Android app. And could I say that I'm quite surprised and pleasantly surprised that Apple managed to make, or had the motivation to make, quite a good Android app. But anyway, my two problems with it at the moment. The recently added list in the My Music section on the Android app. A little bit of a fiddle to see more. It took me quite a few uh, taps and pokes to realise that the text led me to a longer list of recently added, but that wasn't very clear or very easy to get to. And secondly is a more of an edge case niche one, that I was using uh, audio effects with my Google Music uh, app, in the past, tweaking my audio EQ a bit. I'm not I'm not actually sure if Apple Music is respecting it or not. I can't really tell. Maybe that's my hearing or whether it's not using it, I don't know. But as I say, these are all minor niggles. All right, I'm going to move on to games now. So I'm working on the chip shop board game. Um, find some more details in the notes if you're not familiar with that. Uh, so an obvious activity has been to play other games, digital and board games, to get inspirations, to get ideas, to understand how systems work and things like that. Melbourne had a great gaming scene, uh, Leipzig did too, but uh, moving to Berlin has really increased my access to gaming worlds. There's a lot here. And I've had a great year of playing and observing games and creators of games, I say video and analogue. Not getting too much into detail, but 2015, I feel as an observer, as a casual observer, was a great year for games and I enjoyed playing uh, them and the the people I met. Uh, I did my first playtesting sessions of of Chip Shop, which was an interesting experience and I think experiences of uh, testing software in the past has actually been quite useful in that. And uh, I'm really looking forward to 2016 a year of really promoting the hell out of chip shop, hopefully, and I'm going to work very hard at it. Uh, And that leads nicely to my next topic, which was travel. So I changed my job with Crate, one of the companies I work for, and you can see some details again in the notes, uh, recently. But prior to that, I spent a lot of 2015 travelling with them to, I think, at a bit of a guess, about a dozen countries, and that was really enjoyable. I went to a lot of places I hadn't been to before and I've always thought that travelling with, with a point, so as a musician in the past, but doing kind of talks and things is always the best way to see the world because you have a structure, you have a, a point to your travels and you get to meet real people, normal people from the area. So I got to a lot of places I've always wanted to go to and I'd never really been to, like the Balkans and the Baltics, uh, really amazing, fascinating places people and cultures that I knew very little about. And I really want to go back and see them some more. I met some really good people. Uh, And this has sort of made me realise that now a lot of my work, I don't actually have to be in a physical location. And I haven't embraced the digital nomad life as much as I could. and maybe should. I'd like to try and stay as warm as possible most of next year. So uh, I'm going to look into more ways of doing that. Matching up work with travelling and moving around a bit more while still having a base in Berlin. Work-wise, it's been an interesting year. I've been a programmer of sorts since about 1998 and I think I suffer slightly from imposter syndrome, this recurring theme that I've heard lots of people talk about this year, about not feeling like you're any good at something when you're better than you think you are. But actually... I will also quite happily admit I'm not the best programmer in the world. I never really have been. I don't have the complete mindset for it. But 2015 saw me realise and consolidate what I am actually good at and find enough work to do that, which is writing, speaking and educating about technology, helping people understand it. I can be a bit of a generalist and switch topics and please my sort of easily bored nature uh, and, but help people along the way and get paid at the same time which is, which is great. Uh, it gives you an opportunity to try different things, experiment and constantly learn, which is something I've always loved to do and I look forward to building more on this in 2016. So wrapping up with my uh, in my notes here a uh, loosely entitled life category. I suppose for for the world for me 2015 has been a year of fluctuation, change, uncertainties, a little bit unsure of what the future holds. But I think personally I feel like I'm slowly learning to better embrace my own personality and after many years of feeling that I always needed to change it to become more normal or to be more accepted, that maybe selfishly I've come to realise that that's just me and maybe it's not going to change. And I'm getting more comfortable with that. Instead of always looking to change what I am, I think I understand better what I am and what I need to make my life satisfactory and instead embrace that better. Uh, Still quite a bit of work to do but 2015 was a good start and I hope 2016 will do that better and I look forward to sharing that journey and many other journeys with you in 2016. So goodbye 2015 or maybe good riddance. I don't know. 2016, let's hope you're better. Are you a software professional looking to make a lasting impact on people and the planet? At General Motors, our vision is a world with zero crashes, zero emissions, and zero congestion. And we need innovative people like you to join us on this journey and challenge the limits of what is possible. From autonomous cars to software-defined vehicles, you'll translate breakthrough technologies like AI into experiences that people love, all while pushing the world forward toward an all-electric future. See how you can shape the future of mobility at careers.gm.com.